welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney with the Driving Your Marketing Podcast. I'm the co-creator of Your Marketing University. And the whole reason I do this podcast is, number one, is it's fun. I enjoy doing this. It's a way for me to be able to give back, share some really cool information, and, of course, bring in some amazing people that I meet throughout the world. Because let's face it, let's talk, when it comes to small business owners, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, mom-and-pop businesses, coaches, consultants, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, Marketing tends to be that one thing that people get a little bit shifty on. They're like, I don't, I don't like marketing. I'm not so sure about it. And let's face it, it's one of those things you have to have. And so what I did was I decided to, to start doing this podcast with that purpose of being able to share with you some of the great things you can get out there you can do to market your, more, your business more effectively without it having to be complicated, expensive, scary, all that crazy stuff overwhelming that tends to be coming up with most entrepreneurs and what I like to do is I bring in amazing guests and today's guest I've known Tracy for many many years now Tracy Raptuk she's been an entrepreneur since 1985 and online since 1994 which I think is about right around the same time I started in this whole crazy world she's an international best-selling author spoken in over 35 countries appears appeared on over 22 TV networks as a technology specialist and has helped thousands of businesses successfully move online to creating a fully branded end-to-end website presence and social media marketing systems all in under 60 days. So, Tracy, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, it's awesome being here, Eli, and I can't wait to get started. And we're going to have a lot of fun because, you know, as I, as I kind of alluded to a little bit, you and I have known each other for several years through, through various conferences and seminars, and we have some mutual friends in common, and we keep running into each other. And I finally was like, okay, we, we really need to, you know, chat a little bit more. And then it was so funny that you actually approached me about being on our show, and I was like, of course, because that gives me an excuse to actually stop and sit down and talk to you, which is something we haven't really done in a while. So I know we're going to have a lot of fun here, but I know there's probably a lot of people that have, that don't really know your background that much. So tell us, how did you get started in all this crazy stuff? Well, um, when I graduated from college at the age of 19, I uh, immediately opened up my own business, and I was a software developer. That's what I, I graduated with a degree in IT. Um, and as, you know, successfully running a company, and then 1994 rolls around, and along comes the internet. Um, I jumped on that like a, you know, like a uh, mm-hmm. kind of a drifter going for the freight train because uh, I could see that um, this was the new the new wave, the new age. And I was really excited when I saw that. So I started to do website development, search engine optimization, and then I was doing a lot of um, integrative programming between like Walmart and the banks and uh, government agencies, lottery corporations, all of these uh, Fortune uh, 500 companies so that they could use the Internet as a um, communication driver between themselves, head offices, remote offices, and their accounting systems. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to 2006, and um, that's where I, I twisted uh, the element of the Internet a little bit and discovered Internet marketing. 
and then, of course, social media and how somebody could leverage this medium as, as the most powerful marketing tool out there and um, really explode their business in a global way. And that, to me, again, was the next wave of massive excitement for myself. Very cool. And you've done, I mean, it's kind of cool the fact that you have spoken over 35 different countries. Now, let's talk a little bit about the book, because I think that was one of the first things that I heard about you and what your, your story was. You, you managed to get your book as an international bestseller. Um, tell us a little bit about that book, because I think that's a kind of a cool bit of your history that I think everybody should listen to. And I, and I will put a quick plug in there for everybody listening. You should go, go get the book. It's on Amazon, okay? Well, thank you, Eli. Yeah, you know, when I first hit the scene, again, back in, in 2007 was when I kind of really started to take a look at this. And I thought, when I saw the book, uh, sorry, when I saw the industry, it was like the Wild West. Everyone was like, oh, if you do um, e- eBay, you'll make a lot of money. If you just send traffic to your website, you'll make a lot of money. If you just do this. But the problem was, and again, this goes back to the fact that I'm an accountant, I'm a programmer, there was no logical string that hung the whole thing together. Um, and so that's where I started to plot, you know, what do you really have to do? Well, first you have to know your client. Then you have to research it. Then you have to select your niche. And then you have to start putting the marketing pieces in place that appeal to that client. And then you can move to the Internet and do a landing page. And, and so I, the book that I created was 31 Days to Millionaire Marketing Miracles. And... Um, it is the A to Z of Internet marketing. And when that launched, and again, originally it was a self-published book, and when that launched, it went to number one on Amazon. And from there, I received a flood of um, people contacting me saying, can you coach me through the book? And that's literally how I went from ground zero nothing to um, all of a sudden I was um, a somebody in the Internet marketing realm and so they came, you know, tons of people came to me and they said, how much to coach me, coach you through the book? And I said, it's 8500 bucks." and I did one-on-one coaching back then through the book. And we would, you know, create and develop all of the pieces they needed together. And then uh, uh, World Internet Summit saw that, saw what I had done, and they um, awarded me New Internet Marketing Success of the Year. And they flew me all expenses paid from California to Singapore to appear on my very first stage as a speaker in front of 3,500 people. Wow. And that set off everything. That, again, you know, you know, a speaking career in 35 countries, I, I in, immediately went international. Um, and so it was an absolute whirlwind, and it started with the book. And the biggest and, and greatest reward came many years later, actually, when Wiley Publishing last year approached me to buy the rights to the book. So it's now brand new, just released from Wiley, still 31 Days to Millionaire Marketing Miracles, and it's been an absolute blast. And that's how it got launched in three countries simultaneously to number one, um, really, because I was at a different level at that point. Right. See, that is awesome. And I like, and I wanted you to talk about that for a little bit because I think there's some really powerful lessons in what you just said, your story. And that's one of the things I love to do is bring out your story and then talk about what are some of the lessons learned that everybody listening can get in on. And the fact that, I mean, you ended up writing the book and basically from the book, it opened up doors to start the coaching standpoint where people would say, okay, can you coach me through the book? 
And it's a great model when you think about it because so many people go the opposite direction. They've, they've got their coaching business and they're trying to get going and they're trying forever to, to build any kind of real momentum when the book is actually where that is what caused that momentum for you. And I can tell you from personal experience now that we've, we've got our book out, it's only been out for a couple months now. I've gotten amazing exposure by having that book. And I think that that's something that everybody should be thinking about and listening to is that you can create, I mean, take your methodology, whatever that is, and create a book about it. It doesn't have to be a big book either, but use that as that, that starting point to create the, that authority and create the credibility behind what you do because a lot of times people were going to say, okay, it's, I think it's a great book. I just don't have time to go through it that way. Can you help me? And that is what's going to lead to the bigger sales. Exactly. And, and I was incredibly lucky because when I launched the book, I didn't have a back end. I wasn't a coach. I wasn't a speaker. Honestly, I just created the book because it drove me crazy that there was – Again, there was no logic, right? It was like the Wild West. But I absolutely um, walked into the back end, and that's something I teach people, is make sure you are now prepared for what are you intending to sell them as a result of them reading the book because they need the next step. The, the book is really, you know, your business card. It's your way of, of culminating and being able to easily get your message around the world because of, you know, like Kindle nowadays, so anybody can download it. Um, and really make a, a global impact quickly from the, the message in the book. And then you need to be ready for how can you take um, the next step with those people because, and, then, and then be ready to constantly build and leverage from, from the launch of the book because in my case, like I said, when Wiley bought the book and relaunched it, that put me to a whole nother level, and that, I mean, last year alone, I reached 20 million people from 22 TV appearances because, and, and I was on with my book every single time, um, so that, it just keeps building and building and building, and then I will say, as you're doing that, and you've already done this, Eli, because you know, you know, you know what it's going to take to get a book out there, you have to be building your platform at the same time, which means you have to be, um, you know, working your Facebook, working your LinkedIn, working, leveraging YouTube, leveraging Twitter, and building your list. All of these things was, was one of the reasons that Wiley, booked, uh, Wiley um, came to me because I had such a huge platform that they knew that anything that I launched would be successful. Right, and I think that that's really powerful too because so many people, I mean, I can't count the number of people that feel like they, they should be able to write the book and that's the hard part and, okay, I've written the book, now now I'm going to be you know famous and I'm going to sell all my bazillion copies and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really work that way. You actually have to build your own platform. You know, my, the mass majority of the book sales we've had are because of our own personal efforts, things that Cindy and I have done to, to really push everything related to the book, everything we've done in our social media, the last few years of building our own platform and building our tribes behind it. And that's what, just in kind of an FYI for anybody who's thinking about doing a book and hoping to get picked up by a major publisher, they're not going to market your book. They might to some extent, but for the most part, it's your efforts that are going, that are going to attract them to want to actually publish your book. And that's what stands out. Yeah, exactly, and that's the illusion, too, that I wanted to shatter is that when you go with a big publisher, th th nothing changes. You are still the workhorse of the world when it comes to your marketing and selling that book. 
Um, you just get to leverage different opportunities, like I say, such as TV, such as different speaking engagements, because you're with a, um, a, a full, full publishing house. Right. Now, that's, that's awesome. So, now, obviously, one of the things that we need to know, if we're going to be getting out there, we've talked about a, a lot of really cool stuff, and, and this is all stuff that is, is really, it can be very, very powerful for you. But none, not even having a book, having your Facebook, all these different things, none of it really matters if you really don't have your, your ideal client in mind. So how do you find that person, and how do you attract those clients in order to make sure that you're saying the right thing to the right people? Because I'm a big branding guy. I think that you really do need to niche down and actually have a perfect, what I like to call the perfect client avatar. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have that. They don't even know what that is or, or who that could possibly be. So let's talk about how can you start with that. Yeah, and it's really important. And I think um, this is where most companies um, uh, almost fail, is that they jump straight to, oh, I'm going to build this product, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to have this coaching program, and they forget two things. One is, who is their ideal client? And then before that, um, you know, uh, who's the ideal purchaser of this? You know, you got to make sure those two things match. And once you know... Uh, who is the purchaser of what, you know, who needs the service? What pain are you solving? Then you can say, okay, now I know the pain I'm solving. Who is in pain and who has the money to, you know, pay to get out of pain? And those are the types of things that I'm always looking for. It's the first place that I look uh, from my client's perspective because a lot of times they'll be servicing a, a particular client that is, so not their ideal client primarily because in some cases they can't afford anywhere near what um, the service level is uh, for that person. And so you have to be able to make sure that you have a match from every angle and you have to get very specific. Like you have to know the gender, the age category, um, you know, what are their interests, what books do they read, you know, where do they hang out. Because if you have not put together, as you call it, this avatar, when you're putting together your websites and your marketing uh, materials on the Internet, you can't leverage the number one resource, which is Google. Everything you put out there has to have the keywords that they're using so that you can attract them. Because if those two don't match, then you're, then you're never going to get what you're looking for. And those people that really need you are never going to find you. And so you have to come up with the keywords. You have to have them in your landing page and your domain names and your social media and your marketing um, and you can't uh, achieve that unless you, of course, already know who they are. Um, and then once you've got that established, you're like, okay, good, I know who my ideal client is, I know the keywords that they're using, and I know where they're hanging out. Now you have to add part two to that. And part two is, okay, great, what is unique about you? What makes you you and your marketing message? And, and again, it's called a unique selling proposition. And you know about this because you're in branding as well. And, and we have to now get that one line out that makes them pop in the marketplace so that when somebody does ask them what they do or come and take a look at their site, they're like, oh, yes, I got that. Tell me more. And once, once you kind of elicit that type of response, now you're starting to engage and, and have the ability to connect. Awesome. I love it. And it is so, so true. I mean, a lot of this is the same stuff that I teach, and it is so critical. And people miss this. 
they mm-hmm. really they think that you know whatever their product is that their product is good for everybody and if that's not the case if I I can't count the number of times I've said if you think that your product is for everybody you're gonna fail plain and simple yeah. because yeah. you've got to niche it down you've got to really figure out the ins and outs of how your perfect client thinks and that's when you can communicate with them on their level and talk about the things that are important to them that's what this is all about and you know all of our products our services it doesn't matter what it is we're selling whatever the widget is it's got to solve a problem for somebody but we have to know who that somebody is in order to get them interested in it exactly exactly because otherwise we can't find them there's you know a whatever, 1.7 billion users on the Internet and 5 billion people um, uh, cruising the, the mobile phones there, they'll never find us if we haven't got um, the words that they're using so that we can make that connection online. Right. Very cool. Now, the next thing you talk about, you've built a lot of websites. And, and my background, I don't know if, if we've ever talked about this before, my background before I got into the teaching and the training side was actually a web and graphic design company that I had for now going on 18 years. We've actually still even had clients that I maintain. I just haven't taken on clients in that world for a while. But, you know, your website, it, it does need to be branded, and it needs to, to have that, that look and feel of you and your message and what you stand for and what's important to you and all those kind of things, what else, you know, let's talk about that for, for a bit. What else is important with that? Um, I, I think definitely you nailed, nailed it on the head there is that a lot of people will just put up a website. This is great. I'll just go into WordPress. I'll build it myself. I'll get a buddy to build it. Um, and they haven't taken into account the value of being brand you, um, especially if you're an author, a speaker, or intend to be any of those, or you are the face of the company, you're the one that has to stand out, not now by just your selling proposition, but by what image do you want to convey. Um, and so that means getting the colors in place uh, to match the psychology of your ideal client, which is why it's so important that you know that. A lot of people will put up a site. And let's say, I love the colors purple and blue, and boom, it's up. Um, okay, great. Well, do your, does your target market love those colors? Um, and if they don't, you have three seconds, only three seconds to make that first impression. And if your websites aren't working for you, they're working against you, which means they're immediately repelling, either by image or copy, um, that, uh, you know, your, your possible ideal target market. Um, and, and so when you shortcut this step, and, and again, it, it's, it's a drive me crazy moment because when people, the kind of the entry level to starting a business nowadays is so low that anybody with an internet connection and a ten buck website and uh, you know going up to WordPress can can put something together and and kind of be there. Um, whereas you know again, when I go back to 1985 when I started my business. You had your overhead. I had a $20,000 computer, and there was nothing cheaper in the marketplace at the time. You know, everything was so expensive. And if you wanted to be seen and heard, you had better have been in the Yellow Pages at four grand a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, kind of that mentality or that philosophy has carried me today to understand that if you aren't investing in your marketing materials, whether that be offline or online, um, then – you know, you're missing a very important piece of the puzzle. Because if you go to a live event, which most of us do, we'll go out, we'll network, we'll be out there speaking perhaps on the stage, 
and people fall in love with you. And then if there's a lack of congruency to who they met as brand you in person, to who you are as brand you online, you're immediately flushing money down the toilet. And, and it's going to be costing you dearly for those people that want to refer you and continue the connection um, because they can't. They, they've looked at your websites and they're like, I'm sorry, I, I, you know, that's going to reflect poorly on me. So the, there's a business, because you can go get a website for whatever, $250 from an Elance guy, people think that's good enough. And unfortunately, I think you're, you're, you're rolling the dice with your future when you're, when you're not taking your website seriously. Right. And that's one thing, too, is, I mean, I've, I've worked with freelancers. I have freelancers that help me out with stuff because I just don't have time to do it all myself anymore. But it's, it's amazing how many people just go for the, whatever the cheapest route is without actually stopping and learning the basics. And that's one thing. I mean, we could go on a totally different tangent about the whole concept of where, what, what and when you should outsource things. But I think mm-hmm. that when it comes to marketing and branding your business, those are things that you need to have the understanding. You have the basic, you have to have the reins. You have to basically keep your pulse yeah. on what's going on with it. And I think that you brought up a really good important point with this too is because you know, as an example, the psychology of colors. We'll just, you know, just harp on that for just a second. You mentioned that, and it's really important. It's actually very, very critical stuff that a lot of times the standard everyday business owner doesn't think about. But these are the kind of things that if you are going to be a business owner, you need to know the basics. You don't have to know all the color theory in the world and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to become a graphic designer. But, you know, go online. You can do a search on uh, basic color theory. Literally, go to Google, type in basic color theory, and you're going to find a list of what colors bring out what emotions in people. It's not that complicated. And yes, if you've got the budget, you should hire somebody that's a professional that knows how to take care of this stuff on the highest level, but at least understand the basics. Spend five minutes reading an article on what colors stand out, what colors work, what colors don't, what colors mix together, what emotions. Yeah. That's a really big one is the emotions that show up behind certain colors because, you know, as an example, I had a client years ago and this is like one of my big pet peeves with people, but this one specifically had, he was actually working, his target market was um, like daycares, and mm-hmm. anything that was working with the you know, toddlers and under, essentially. And he ended up changing the colors, and I'm pretty sure the guy was colorblind and just was afraid to admit it, because we had used primary colors, which generally works exactly what you should when you're dealing with that market. He actually ended up changing the colors to the point where we ended up having a brown and orange that was actually very much a gross Halloween color scheme. Right. And I, I flat told him, I said, this is not going to work. And he kept arguing with me to the point I'm like, okay, you're paying the bill, that's fine, but just be mm-hmm. aware, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be out of business in three months. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, he was in business, out of business in three months because he didn't understand basic color theory. And that really, quite honestly, that was the problem more than anything else because people looked at the website. He was getting traffic, but they looked Mm -hmm. at the website and go, what's this? This is kind of scary and went away. It's things as simple as that. And if you just spent five minutes and actually listened to me and even spent five minutes doing his own research, he would have come to the same conclusion. And I think as entrepreneurs, that's something that we need to do. We need to, to take, make accountability for ourselves in that aspect and say, okay, I don't have to do everything. I don't necessarily have to build my own website, but I should understand 
the basics of color theory and the basics of what makes what are some of the elements that should go into a good website you know as an example I mean, I'm going to bring up one, one other of my pet peeves is a website that does not have an opt-in form of some sort on it. You mentioned earlier you have to build your list. That's part of growing your business. So you've got to have something. It's just a simple thing of, you know, okay, sign up for my free blank, whatever that is. Yep. You know, something to grab their attention. Maybe you've got a free ebook, a free audio program, or just a simple video, or a free consultation. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, but something on the homepage of your website to start start building that list. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then all you need is, a, like you said, a little bit of knowledge, and then let go of what you don't know. And and mm -hmm. like you, somebody had hired you. People hire me. Um, and and at that point, you have to rely on what they're telling you, and and don't fight it, and don't try to control. All of those elements, those aren't the elements you need to control. You need to control your spelling. And, and I, again, I say this to my clients all the time because when we're in logo development, they'll be holding on to the smallest little thing, which, of course, prevents all building, right? You, until mm -hmm. we get a logo, we can't launch anything. Right. And in, like, about four months, they'll be holding on to a logo development. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, I'm telling you, every single day that goes by here, we're losing customers and we're losing the, the ability to... Um, get people into our list so that you can sell, so that you can mm -hmm. start to make money. And um, and so just let go of what you don't know and, and, and trust um, the people that you hire and trust kind of uh, those that you've pulled into your uh, world to assist you um, and, and just pick wisely. And then you can let go of the reins a little bit and, and focus on what you always need to focus on, which is the selling. Right. I love it. Very, very cool. So, you know, this is this has been some really good stuff, and I know you and I could probably talk for days on this kind of stuff because we have such a similar background and all the parts and pieces. One of the things that, that you talk about, and I and I do this, you do this, but there's a lot of business owners out there, and I, and I put business owners in a general category, everything from brick-and-mortar businesses to network marketing people to coaches, consultants, speakers, authors. It, it, it all goes into the same basic funnel because I see one thing that I know is very important. You know it's very important, but they a lot of people still don't get it, and that's a landing page. Mm. Let's talk about landing pages for a second because I know how critical it is and how powerful yeah. it can be, but a lot of times yeah. people don't get it still. Uh, I, it, it, again, like the, the pet peeves of the day, right? <laughs> um, and what you don't know, you don't know. Um, so one of the most important elements, and we've talked about this kind of, and, and it's one of my pet pieces, that people don't have a landing page. And it is one of the greatest assets that you can add to your business today. And, and, and here's the reason why. It is that page that will ask the name and the email address of a visitor so that you can continue to build a relationship of people that know you like you trust you and ultimately buy from you. And a lot of people will, will depend on the opt-in box that's sitting on their corporate site, but that has less than 0.001% of opt-ins simply because it's like the department store. There's so much going on there that um, they, they aren't kind of uh, – they get easily distracted. And so don't opt-in, not because they don't want to, but because they forget. And that's why it's important to drive all of your traffic to the landing page. Historically, we would build, a, build that database manually. We would go out to an event, we put it in our Rolodex, we put it in our Act in our Goldmine and our Maximizer software, and now we have the ability 
it sits on online, and people can come to it that we don't even know, or we can be driving traffic there. And it allows us to build a relationship. Without this tool in place, um, you're doing 10 times the amount of work that you have to be doing, and you're not going to be able to make the impact that you want simply because when people go to your corporate site, if you continue to drive traffic just to that site, they'll bounce in and bounce out and bounce in and bounce out, and they'll we'll never know, did they find what they were looking for? You know, uh, do you want to maintain a relationship with me? How can we connect further? You have none of that ability. The landing page is your gateway, really, to making money. Right. Well, and I and I love that because you know what it does is it actually keeps people focused because if you if you send people just to your main website, and it doesn't mean you shouldn't have your main you know your corporate branded website or however you want to look at it also, but your landing page its whole purpose is to get them to take one single action. There's no distractions. You know you have your menu all of all the other pages. You have your blog. You have all your other stuff on there. People easily get distracted. Let's face it, we're in an ADD world. But if you have one page that the only thing is, hey, I want to give you something great of value, put in your name and email address, and we'll send it to you, that's it. That's the only option that they have. And I think that that's something that really cuts it down and makes it simple. And, you know, you don't have to even have just one opt-in page. As a matter of fact, we, we have several. I know you do. Mm. Will lead people to very specific things, and you know, I don't know if I if I remember if you if you actually seen my business card before, but my business card has my my basic information, my name and email address, and our company phone number and all that kind of stuff on the front, and it does have our main website, but I flip it over on the back, and yeah. I have one special offer for my marketing roadmap report, and yeah. that is that is the whole point, and I tell people when I give them my card, I'm like, you know. You know, here's all my contact information. Definitely shoot me an email. I'll be happy to chat with you. But if you really want to get to a feel for how I work and what I do, take a look at this. And that goes to a landing page, which is smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. So it's like a very specific page, and it's its whole purpose. It's just to say, go here, check it out, this free report. I also have actually updated it since I printed my cards, and there's four videos of training that go along with it as well. Completely free. Check it out. It's just kind of give you an idea of how we work. That's it, and it makes yeah. it so simple. Now, as an author, let's say as an author, you could have your on the back of your business card a place where they can download the first chapter of your book for free or something to that effect, you know, those kind of things, and that's what your landing page comes in play for. You send people to a very specific place to take one single action. Exactly, and, that, and it's, it's, it's the whole, it's, it's exactly as you said. If they go to our site only, then they will get distracted. It's, it's the whole reason we have it. And as you said, it's the reason we actually at some point have many. But um, I have the exact same business card and, and flip it over and, and I drive everybody. I put my press releases, my articles, my YouTube videos, every single piece of thing I put out there, I am driving them to the landing page, not my master site. Right. Awesome. Love it. And that is such an easy thing for anybody to do. It doesn't matter what kind of business you have. I mean, even as a coffee shop owner, you could actually go through and say, you know, do a, a free video or a free training or a free ebook or a checklist even of, you know, the things that you should know about ordering espresso, you know, so or teas. And there's, a, there's a great tea shop here, Townsend Teas, and they have like 200 different types of teas. Well, what if they had a very basic checklist or a basic ebook that they could give away for free 
on, you know, how to find the perfect tea for you. There mm-hmm. you go. Something simple like that. So this can work for just about anybody that's out there. It can work for anybody that's out there, exactly. Awesome. So, you know, you talk about reaching millions with your message, and I know you've done an amazing job with it. So let's talk about that for a bit. What are what are some of the things that people should be doing in order to get their message in front of more eyeballs? Because we know that that's really the, the critical piece. We have to get traffic of some sort, you know, whether that be traffic coming into our store or traffic to our website. It doesn't matter how great our product is if we don't get enough eyeballs in front of it to even have an opportunity to sell. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why I take I actually teach a four-pronged approach to reaching millions with your message. The first, of course, is, is the Internet presence. When you've established brand you, you've got your branded site, your branded landing page, your, you know, you're branded really from end to end through your social media, and you know what your core marketing message is so that as you're communicating to people, they're not getting confused, that's kind of the step one that you've taken. You can leverage a book that, of course, is, allows you to go global, um, and you can be in, you know, Kindle and all of these places. Anybody can download it. It's easy to get. Um, so that's another way to reach more eyeballs. Then, of course, um, speaking, again, with, with doing 35 countries, I've spoken in front of thousands of people at a time. That allowed me to take it another step. And, of course, when you're face-to-face with people, there's nothing more powerful than that connection and, and that, that ability to, help somebody directly um, from when you see them to that next stage that I took, which was the TV. And that's how last year I reached over 20 million people with the amount of television that, um, and the shows that I was on um, promoting my, my um, message. And that's the steps that you can take. And, and as you move through your career and move through your business, you can leverage those masters. Because, again, it's back to 80-20, right? There's 80% of the results that you can get using 20% effort. Now, of course, we can add all sorts of things. We can add, you know, articles, press releases, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of ways to to tap into different um, modes of getting traffic to our site. But those are the four masters that will get you 80% of the results, and the rest you can add on as you see fit. And of course. Under that Internet umbrella is the massive power of social media. That is your greatest, cheapest tap-in right now is to make sure that you're tapping into YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Google+. Right. Awesome. I love that because it it does break it down. And just for anybody who's thinking that maybe this is a little bit a little bit intense for them because, yeah, Internet's one thing. Okay, I can have a website and I can have a Facebook page, but then the book, we talked about that. We already kind of beat that into the fact it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be something fairly simple. It doesn't have to be a big novel or anything like that. It can be, uh, you know, 100 pages, but a book of some sort to create to help you become the authority and build that credibility, which then opens up other opportunities. And speaking being one of them, and I want to clarify that because, you know, people people tend to think of like what you and I do as as kind of scary because public speaking is the number one fear in most people's minds. So this, the whole concept of, I mean, how many people did you speak in front of at, at World Internet Summit? 3,500. Okay, 3,500 people. That's a lot of people for most people. You know, most of my audiences are smaller smaller groups, 30 to 50, as high as 300, but they're, they're quite a bit smaller than that. Um, but that doesn't mean you even have to go that hard. 
It could be yeah. speaking at a local, you know, a local chamber that has 20, 30 people. It could be doing a workshop that for 10 people. You know, start little. Start with the basics. Start with what you're comfortable with, pushing yourself above the basic comfort zone, but don't, you know, don't think that you have to get in front of huge audiences right up front. You may be, you know, I know landscapers that go, well, public speaking, I don't get how that would be my thing. But if you were to do simple workshop type classes for local areas, it could be working with, you know, maybe at your location or maybe doing a free seminar or workshop for at the public library. You can start with things like that on how to how to take care of your yard better, how to cultivate certain types of plants. I mean, things like that. Little things like that get you started, and then more doors will open up. And then when we talk about TV, TV is a great, great tool. Um, but if you're not quite, you know, you don't have to start with the major leagues. Start with the basics. Radio, interview, podcast, things like that are amazing. I mean, I know a guy here who just got, um, I think it was just yesterday, got an article posted that he was featured in on Huffington Post. He's an insurance guy, and they were talking about some of the laws against pit bulls. And, I mean, it was a very simple thing, and he's from, a, I mean, I'm not even actually in Portland. I'm, talking, I'm in Gresham, which is a little suburb of Portland, and if you know the area at all, it, it's definitely a suburb. It's kind of its own little baby city. You know, it's kind of self-contained. Yes, Portland's not that far away, but they kind of keep things local here. And even with that, he ended up getting huge national coverage or worldwide coverage because he's part of this, this article on Huffington Post. I mean, yep. that's one of the most prestigious places to get your name posted out there. Mm -hmm. And he's just a, a local guy selling insurance. You know, it, it affects anybody can get out there, and you can start with these things and leverage some of the other media tools that are out there, no matter what kind of business you have. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and people underestimate their, their, what they, the value of what they know, and that's sometimes like you would think with a, a landscaper or an insurance guy, they're like, oh, every, you know, everybody knows this, who needs to know this. It's critical, the knowledge that they have, and we do want to know it, and that's why it is important for them to get out there and become the, the thought leader, the authority figure, and, and leverage the credibility that those mediums give you. Right. I love it. And that is so true, and it's great because, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have. It's a, it just does apply to everybody. So yeah. let's talk about social media for a minute. And I, you know, when you and I first talked about doing the show, I said we don't want to spend a whole lot of time on social media because everybody and their dog is talking about social media. Yeah. But I do know that there are some critical pieces and I, that need to be in place that we need to talk about and just kind of lay some groundwork foundations for it. So what, you know, what can you, you shed some light on the social media craze for people? All right. So um, what I often do is put it in perspective. So, so here's what I recommend to my clients. First thing, if you are a professional, you want, to, you want to have corporate clients, you want to have B2B type of scenario, then you need to be in LinkedIn. That's where you need to spend your time. And LinkedIn is one of those uh, tools that you use to research. You find who you want to target, you go there, you connect with them, and you make sure that you can at some point offer them a, a request for a proposal opportunity, build a relationship from that perspective. Um, and so to prevent the throwing the spaghetti on the wall, if you focus on the social media that has your exact target market and you specifically do what you need to do in those, 
Um, that's where you'll get the most power. So if you look at Facebook, that's where you're going to be building relationships. You're building a community of followers for yourself. You're educating. You're enlightening. You're inviting them to a webinar, to a podcast, just like we're doing. You're, you're engaging them so that they get a deeper connection to you. That's the Facebook value. Um, YouTube has incredible value, of course. It, it, you know, it's, it's free TV. Um, you do you do something up there. You talk about something, especially you. You know, you mentioned landscapers, accountants, chiropractors, um, insurance agents. It's a perfect medium for them. They just go. They put a little YouTube video together on one point that they want to make. You know, how to plant this. You know, why a will is important. Whatever it is, you know, and they put that point on YouTube, and people are searching for that. Millions and millions of people are always searching for what you know in your head. And YouTube is, because it's connected so tightly with Google, because it's owned by Google, um, it's, it's the first thing getting shoved to the top of the search engine. So you need to be there if you want to be seen. Um, Twitter, I, I love Twitter. People bang Twitter to death, but I use it as one of the greatest research tools to directly get my target market on Earth. I can't find the people in the way that I can on Google that I can on Twitter. You just go there. You type in, um, you know, uh, florist. Let's say, let's say you're, you, you know, you, you provide floral shops or you service them in some way. Whatever it is, all those shops are going to come up, um, and boom, you just connect to them or connect to the people that are interested in flowers. If you're, um, if that's what you're selling, your people are sitting there in pods and groups, just waiting for you to connect with them. So, fabulous resource. Um, and then last but not least is, is the latecomer to the party, but the grandmaster now of them all, and that's Google+. And why is it so important that you're constantly posting as frequently there as anywhere else? Because um, it's the only social media that indexes, which means if I put something in Facebook, you'll never see it on Google. If I put something on Google+, within seven minutes, it's indexed, which means I can go and now search for what I typed in Google, and it comes up. And so now people click on my Google Plus posting, and they're referencing something that I just said. And so it's the uber power now of uh, social media, and that's the breakdown. Right. I love that. It's a very easy way to break it down to to what's going to be important and why you should use each of those those different things. And I know, you know, just like you said, with Google+, Plus, I'm starting to like it more. I haven't been so sure about it, and I don't do as much as I probably should with it. But with the, you know, with the, the special integrations, number one, search capabilities, local businesses, um, being able to have a Plus's page that, helps with their their indexing and the mobile related stuff and then also one of the great tools that they're that are just still kind of fairly fairly new I mean they've been around for a while but they're just getting to the point where people are starting to really understand what they are is the ability to have hangouts which is essentially the ability to have your own live TV show which is mm -hmm. really kind of cool and it's all built within Google if anybody uses Google as uses a Gmail account they have pretty much have a G+ account so people are already there. The integration exactly. and the tools are amazing. You can set up events, and the event will actually show up on your followers' calendars. For people that you invite to a, to the event, they'll actually show up on their Google Plus or their Google Calendar. That's mm -hmm. one of the things that blew me away when I saw that. Was like I had people inviting me to events, and they're just automatically they just show up on my calendar. Now, when I say that I don't want to go. 
if I actually say, no, I'm not going to show up to this, then it'll disappear, and I can always remove it. That's an easy thing, but it's all built in. It's all part of the function, and that's one of the things that makes it so easy to reach your audience. Exactly, and then it posts automatically to YouTube. I mean, it's got the greatest relationship going on to optimize everything that you do for the Internet. Yes. Yeah, I love it. It's a very, very, very cool tool. All right, so we are getting close to time here. Um, and I know, we, you know you've probably got a lot of stuff going on. I know I've got a lot of stuff going on. As a, we have both, I know both of us have been really, really crazy lately. Um, so we want to go ahead and start wrapping things up. What is your biggest advice for businesses when it comes to their Internet-related plans? Um, I think the biggest advice that I can give is to step back to the very beginning. Because everybody skips who is your ideal client and what keywords are they using so that you can make sure that you're integrating that into your message and into your online presence. Because if you skip that, you're doing it all the hard way. Awesome. I love that because that is so, so critical. That is the stuff that I am preaching every single day. Work with the foundations. Get your foundational pieces in place first. And then I noticed something that you, you said a quote of mine that I think is really awesome because this is like my phrase that I've been using for ages and ages is this get against the wall marketing. And, you know, that's what we do this for is we want people to stop the spaghetti against the wall marketing. Just quit trying everything and hoping something actually sticks. Get your plan in place. Build those foundations. You build the foundations first. That makes everything else easier. It makes so much more sense because it's kind of like having a roadmap, and everything I do is based around the whole roadmap concept. If you want mm-hmm. to get from point A to point B, you know, you need a map of some sort, whether it be GPS or a physical piece of paper. You need something that's going to tell you what direction to go. And when it comes to taking a trip, no matter what kind of trip it is, you really do need to kind of plan it out and pack first. And that's what we're talking about here. Exactly. That's right. We don't want them, as we're seeing, right, halfway through the journey going, why isn't anything happening, Bill? It's because they are halfway through the journey and they forgot the first step. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, cool. Tracy, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. How can people get a hold of you? Um, well, there's a number of ways. If you want to, again, go to my landing page and get into my funnel. Um, you can go to fast actionresults.com and that will of course get you a free guide that I've written um, that's uh, you know it's about 38 pages takes you all through the internet elements of uh, building your foundation online Um, and it's called instant online impact and um, if you want to just check my out my site afterwards then you can go to tracyrepchuk.com that's r-e-p-c-h-u-k.com Awesome. Thank you so much, Tracy. It has been a pleasure to hang out with you. Thank you for sharing so much great stuff. Um, any, any last words that you want to share with anybody? Well, uh, just it's been awesome, Eli, finally getting to do this because we are kindred spirits. We, we do make sure that um, people are out there understanding the value of marketing and selling. And as much as people love to shy away from that, without it, you don't have a business. And that's really what this moment is all about. Awesome. Love it. All right. Well, thank you, Tracy, so much. It's been my pleasure to have you as a guest. If there's anything that I can ever do for you, reach out and let me know. And and right back at you, Les. All right. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you coming out here. Now, do me a favor. If you got value out of this show, take two minutes, stop, and go to iTunes and do a review for us. I mean, literally, it doesn't have to be more than a minute or two to do it, but it does mean the world to us because if you if you leave us a review, what that does is it helps kind of rank us higher, helps us get in front of more people and gets more people interested in listening to the show, which means that we can help more people. We can share some of the great interviews that I have like Tracy here today. And with that, get out there, have an amazing rock star week, and we will see you on the next episode. Take care. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.